0: This is Y-Tune Shuffle.
1: Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives.
0: The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, Mm. hit play. And
1: then we get to pick your brain about why those songs.
0: Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is... Is Y Tunes Shuffle.
1: I don't know if you knew this, but David, when I first moved to Los Angeles about three years ago, I sat in the Westside Comedy Theater for the very one of the very first open mics I was ever at, and I had the very distinct pleasure of sitting next to Boss Lady, and we were both waiting to see if we were going to go up that night, and we just struck up a conversation, and have been very like casual friends, like yeah. A, Comedy friends, comedy so far. friends, as, yeah. And she has stepped in without. We have never gone to coffee. We've never really no. like <laughs> spent actual time. That's together. great. That's great. Uh, but she stepped in and like helped me host the challenge mic on numerous occasions. I just have so much respect for you as a human and a, a creator and a performer. Thank so you. I have been so looking forward to today oh. for so long. So oh, thank you. That warms that warms my heart. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: mine too. <laughs> it, that's that's it is what a great format to get to know people better. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Like, where were you born?
2: Oh, I was born in Torrance, California. Funny story, my husband and I are actually born at the same hospital, Torrance Memorial. Really? really? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. a year older than he is. Wow. Yeah.
0: You you were going for your one-year checkup when yeah. he was born.
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: And um, I lived in different parts of Southern California. Spent some time in Long Beach. The longest place I've ever lived in was Riverside, and that's because my mom moved there to be closer to her mom. And my mom was a single mom for a long time, so she wanted to make sure I still had as much of the connections that were important. And Riverside is not where I would want to live again, but I appreciate the time I spent there. <laughs>
0: Maggie, are you familiar with Riverside? Like, yeah, I intimately? lived in Corona
1: for a
2: little bit. Oh, so you okay. In Corona. Yeah,
0: I've and heard... we were
1: called like the desert people or the dirt people. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I, uh, very often I'll hear someone connected to Riverside or something about Riverside, and and I I'm. I always smile and nod. Ah, Riverside. Yeah, I don't know anything about Riverside.
2: Oh, let me tell you. Please. It's a mix, okay? There's some great things about it, and there's some terrible things about it. In (laughs) fact, uh, there was an overheard in L.A. I saw on Instagram the other day, and saying (laughs) like, he was like, "Oh, um, if L.A. is like the hills, then Riverside's like the hills have eyes." (laughs) 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 And and it's just like it's flat. It's a desert. it's coming up though, and it's not called the inland. It's like it's called the Inland Empire for a reason. Like it's it's expanding, and there's they're they're trying to bring more of an art culture to downtown. Mm. But there are a lot of like outskirts where people are very small minded. Mm. Um, it's also known for a lot of meth labs. Hemet, mm. California. Yeah. Okay, so Hemet <laughs> um,
0: would be part of the Riverside deal.
2: Yeah, mm. and Moval, which is Moreno Valley, and then you know San Bernardino, San Temecula, and I was in like Riverside, Riverside, like it was just called. Riverside and Is there even a river? That's the thing. No. <laughs> wow,
0: wow. I
1: was gonna say There's I don't no remember main river.
2: There's a bridge that they built that's going across like a it's a kind of riverish thing. It kind of reminds me of like the LA River where it's like a you know, water duct. And that's going into Harupa, but that's no one talks about any river. I have I still don't know. It's like Except ravine side, side of it. Ravine yeah. side. Yeah. Ravine I side. Ravines. <laughs> well, I I I did a writing class in um in Riverside one time with my stepdad and we would meet in the library and talk about stuff and she gave us writing prompts. And I remember talking about like, maybe they called it Riverside before they got here, hoping that like a river would appear. Like it's like, like anticipatory names for the future when they settled, but none, none, none should appear now.
0: Boy, we're ready to roll on this show. So
2: Al,
1: do you, here's the thing. I don't know what to call you. Oh. Allie, or do we call you Boss Lady?
2: Oh, either one is fine, but Allie is perfectly cool. Boss okay. Lady is my stage name, and it's like, you know, how I live. But Allie is for, like, you know, the cool people. So, yeah, you can call me Allie.
1: Allie <laughs> is a phenomenal- i Boss I'm into Boss Lady. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boss Lady is a phenomenal host. She's a comedian. She's a rapper. You're an activist- how do you go from growing up in Riverside to becoming all of these
2: things? Um, you know, I will say that the transition from... from I lived in San Pedro beforehand, and moving to Riverside right before middle school, I really wanted to preserve a sense of self. And getting to go somewhere new, especially where it was more of a small town kind of feel, like, you know, like kind of podunk or whatever. Uh, that's how what I felt when I was first going there. I... Really needed to be different, and I could really push the boundaries on how different I could be and do what I wanted. So, even as a young person, it was always important to me that I got to perform, but that my performance would lead to good things. Like the the dream would be, oh, you wanna you wanna pay me twenty million for a movie because that's how much like Jennifer Anderson or Julia Roberts was making at the time. Like, okay. 19 million of that is going to go back into the world it's going to go into my community it's going to go to my family i'll keep a cool meal for myself but i felt (laughs) like that was like the universal deal not that i made a deal with god necessarily but if in a spiritual sense like if i really want to touch this life and have these things it's important that i also talk about my values
0: how old were you when you began having these thoughts like this this direction
2: Um, i've always liked performing but i can remember having this specific conversation i was about 11 with a substitute teacher um at my first elementary school in riverside
0: and, and that just happened there wasn't sort of like a, a family routine or expectation to be philanthropic you just sort of you came into this existence having that desire
2: yes yes yeah. and i have from a sister
0: that's the same way and i've met others like yourself and i'm amazed by it because so many people take credit for it well this person is philanthropic because we taught her how to be or oh. because she had this experience but you were just blossomed that way.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I I but I will say I will give credit to the women in my life. My mother ah. and my grandmother have mm-hmm. always been they always do their best mm-hmm. regardless of the situation and my grandmother has gone through a lot of different things at the hands of of unkind bad men and she taught me to be independent. Mm-hmm. So that was important to me too. What is a way to be independent? Well, have your own thoughts and try to do good in the world. So I do got to give them some credit. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I'm I see. Blasphemy. I love that. <laughs> have
1: your own thoughts and do good in the world. Like yeah. if you take nothing else away from the show today, I think that's yes. it. Right? Like, have your own thoughts and do good in the world.
0: It's so simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, when you think about it, last night I was listening to, to the um, Coast to Coast AM, which is this kind of show that talks about all kinds of like paranormal stuff and weird stuff. And there's also a lot of cool things I get out of it, but they were talking about religion and dogmatic and and spiritualism, and and it all kind of harvested down to, I think just being kind, you know, if that's just mm-hmm. it, you know, just be kind. Yeah, yeah. It
2: was even we watched Bill and Ted last night nice. for the um the kind bud. Yeah, a rooftop <laughs> cinema club, and they they go they go through history, they do all the stuff, and the one thing they impart to everyone in the future is be excellent to each other. And to them, it's simple, but, like, that totally makes sense. It does. Yeah. It's simple. It's that so totally simple. It totally makes sense. That's so funny. I was watching the Ellen DeGeneres special on Netflix last night. Oh, I haven't seen
1: that Uh I have mixed feelings on it, but there was kind of a an interesting takeaway where she was like, you know, at the end of every show, I say, be kind to each other. And now I'm the be kind girl. I have to be kind all the time. <sighs> She's like, oh. but I'm human, right? And I have bad days, too. And sometimes... It's hard not to flip someone off when traffic is really bad. She's like, but I'm the be kind girl. So if I'm not kind all the time, someone's like, hmm, that's Ellen. <laughs> she's yeah. not kind today. Like
2: It'll a lot, topple a of... the whole castle she's built if she's unkind I and they catch know. her. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting point.
1: Yeah, We're allowed to have bad days too. No,
2: I feel that way too. I feel like sometimes my energy's closed off. I don't want to smile at people or <laughs> yeah. or I am mad in the car. Oh, I'm so mad in the car. But then I realize... Okay, maybe they won't see me flipping them off and really my anchor's only affecting me. So I gotta say, it's fine. You're gonna get a paper cut later and it won't get infected, so you're fine. Like I put little tiny, really harmless curses on people. It's not nice. But if you let me over if you let me over, like I'm like you're gonna find ten bucks today, girl, like you got it. Like and I, I do that stuff too. So I yeah. love
0: I like to, I I have a few people I need to put some tiny curses just, on. Yeah,
2: just minor inconvenience like minor, oh. yeah.
0: I bet your pen will run out of ink. Yes,
2: that's a perfect one.
0: Oh, you're going to go two minutes over your lunch break today. Yep. yep. I'm going to leave the names out because I'm <laughs> hating on every part of my job. Right oh. oh, my God. I am, for the first time in my life, Real, I, I'm kind of a normally likable guy, and have been. it's easy for me to get along with people. Yeah. There is not one individual at the place that I work that oh, no. I don't think likes me either. Like, oh. I'm not well, I can feel I'm not well liked. It's like I'm an inconvenience to some degree. And it's, I'm putting it right back to them. I don't know how, why why I'm going down this road, but I, no, but that's I a need bummer. to simplify yeah. a little bit. Oh, it's just, it's, but awful. it's got to
2: be the envir- See, if it, it mathematically, mm-hmm. I would infer that it's in the environment. Like maybe there's some like weird stuff that happened underground and it's making everyone cranky. I'm
0: I'm open to all of that possibility because it can't I've, be
2: you. Come I've on, I've lost
0: a credit card. I've backed oh, into no. a fellow employee in the parking what? lot. I I wiped out a um a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Oh, the corner no. of Shoop and oh, Ventura. My God. Oh, y'all my need God. to burn
2: some sage.
0: Dude, it's just like it's. I told my wife, I'm like, I think it's a possessed place. I need to get out, and she's like, We got bills, baby. Get another, <laughs> <laughs> get another job first. She's like, you keep it pushing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm i floating apps all over the place. That's my my way out. But yeah, kindness, simplicity, yeah. and no matter how bad it gets. You said your grandmother had some pretty you know tough going. Yet she was able to pass on to you not the tough stuff, but the the silver linings.
2: Yeah, stuff, the too. softness. That's yeah. The, we
0: got to remember that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And she's great. Very artistic. Very creative. Still belly dances. Mm. She is seventy-one years old. Wow. She started belly dancing when she was thirty. She just won the People's Choice Award for her category at the Belly Dancer of the Universe contest. So shout out to Grammy because yes, uh, yes. Uh,
0: you know, uh, wonderful. Doesn't surprise me anymore. I'm hearing so much that fifty years old truly is the new thirty yeah. and that seventies, eighties. I mean I'm among these people. I call them my parents. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and yeah, that people are doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's good. It
2: makes me feel good. Like well, I just turned 31. Oh, you're a and baby. Exactly. Oh, you're a child. Tell me more. Yeah. I love it. It's so I've true. Been rolling around in stem cells. Like it's how it feels. Like it's just, <laughs> that's, so, it. Yeah.
0: that's it.
1: <laughs> Would you say that your family is very supportive of your
2: career path in Absolutely. the arts. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. 150 million percent. So much so. So much so that it's even annoying how supportive they are. My <laughs> mom my mom will be on the phone. She's like, um, have you been auditioning? What are you doing? Well, I think you should go for this. You're just like this person on TV. You could do that way better. Oh my gosh. And uh, she loves <laughs> when I do this... Um, she calls it a Jersey accent. Do that Jersey accent. And I could say anything. I could say anything. Do like the Jersey accent. Like, oh, God, I murdered your whole family. Oh, God, that dress you're wearing is disgusting. And she just laughs her <laughs> ass off.
0: <laughs> she loves
2: it. And my grandmother came with us, to, um I had a, an audition for America's Got Talent, which was really fun. That's awesome. Whoa. Yes. And um, got into the second room and everything. Like It was tight. Second and, room means what? Um, that? That's like... Well, okay, you can be you can be waiting in line sure, and just sure. show up, but yeah. I had a friend pitch me as a contestant so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, I got to go there and wait in a different line that was shorter and yeah. then be in oh. one room with a producer by myself. Then they were like, "We like it. We're going to send you to the next room." That's cool. It yeah, it Very was cool. really cool. There was all the producers there and everything and my grandmother came with us and she was so supportive and loving oh, the I entire love time. That. I love Waited in the other room, held the snacks, made sure my lipstick was good. Like she's just she's a goddess. I'm just so, so thankful.
1: You do so many things. You're a comedian and a singer, rapper. So, what was your act when you auditioned?
2: I did. I did boss lady stuff, and I did this. I did one of my songs that's called "Stuff Me," and it is a a, a uh, it is an homage to lovemaking through the innuendo of Thanksgiving food, and so mm. really about the feast of it all. And, that's um, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: brilliant because I my mind went right to "Stuff Me." <laughs> Because early this morning, I got stuffed. but um, yeah. And then I thought to myself, I thought, oh, don't go there, Dave. Because no, that's probably yeah. something different. Thank, that's cool. It's, so
2: is that. No, at, part of the inspiration for the song uh, is that line in um, Liar Liar when Jim Carrey is on the stand. He's like, you stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. And I had, I had my producer friend cut that sound clip and it's part of the chorus of the song. Like uh, It is, it is right on the nose. So I did that for them. I had backup dancers. We all had fur coats on and everything. I had this great dress. Oh. And the best part is like, there's a part where I say make it from scratch and I had them put baby powder in their pockets. So we did a move and when they brought them out, they clapped, and all this baby powder goes everywhere, but it looks like flour on the word scratch, scratch. Because that's how I see it. There must have been an advertisement I saw as a kid, but every time I hear the word from scratch, I see the flour dusting in the air, and and it looked looked badass. That's a great visual. Yeah, it was really cool. For for the (laughs)
0: listeners, can you just tell us who Boss Lady is and how she was spawned?
2: So, Boss Lady, um, Boss Lady is me at my best self and mm. me when I don't give any shits about who I am and mm. I know that what I have is a gift to offer. Mm. It also is um on the same, like on the other side of the coin, that that desperation for attention and attention to detail to make others look at you. Like, mm. I did this for you. This persona, this power, like, you're feeding off of me, but I'm feeding off of you. It's very, you know, mm-hmm. symbiotic in that way. And um I've always loved performing in all aspects i have my degree in acting from cal state fullerton i always did all the shows in high school and everything musicals um but like a kind of secret talent i had is i used to get really drunk at parties and freestyle and we would just make up we had a whole onus onus opus opus a whole bunch a list of songs <laughs> so that we could just expand upon at any time and um boss lady was a way to combine comedy and rap. Like These two loves I developed and make them into something that was lucrative and fun and a way to reach people. It's not that I'm just rapping and being silly, you know. I'm also making sure that the subject matter is about things that I think are important Mm -hmm. and I care about. A lot Mm of um, emphasis on birth control, body positivity, sex positivity, feminism, um, being true to who you are, uh, confidence in myself. And I think that those are important things to sing about. There's There's a time and a place for singing about an ass, and that's great. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't hear enough on the radio specifically of songs that are just about everyday things. So love songs are great. Great. I love it. But I want to hear the love I have for other, you know, people. I want to hear the love I have for things I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and I want to communicate that in my work. Boss lady. Yeah. Cuz I became manager of this place. I was working at this game store called Marbles the Brain mm-hmm. Store. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Short, short-lived, short good concept, short-lived. I eventually became manager, and I was referring to myself as boss lady around because back uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch um, the Harvey, the Steve Harvey show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl that he was with, who was the principal, and they always had their whatever, her assistant always called her boss lady, and I loved it. She'd be like, oh, boss lady, what you going, something blah, 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 talk about her. And I was like, gosh, I love that, like that idea of, of being in charge and doing something, but it still has that feminine... That feminine, heavily, you know, connotated word to it, so it's a good like juxtaposition of those two images. I like it.
1: Boss lady with the Dallas signs. I yes. Love it. yes, yes. I'm. Look, can we just dive into songs? Absolutely. Okay. Boss lady, this is your song number one. Wow! What a oh. blast from the
0: past. <laughs> oh i love it super tramp oh yeah oh my god yeah that's uh, 78 seven
2: which is definitely before my time oh I was,
0: I was there when that thing came
2: out oh yeah yeah that's so cool um yeah well, i chose that song um so i remember that song being on the radio a lot when i was a kid and my parents also had um which i still have the cd it's in my car right now it was like the super tramp's greatest hits Mm -hmm. and i remember asking for this song i loved this song and i'm about i think anywhere from like four to six at this age Mm -hmm. um and getting to listen to the songs i wanted to in the car was really important to me i I, my parents were very young they Mm -hmm. were high school sweethearts Mm -hmm. um My, my, I could say this, my biological dad is a drug addict Mm -hmm. and, um, the way that we would survive, you know, is we would, he would, they would do things called, he would do things called like returning and like buy stuff, get money. And my mom's trying to take care of me and invest in me. And it's hard. She's like 23 or something with a five year old Mm -hmm. and trying to make it work with my dad who she loved, you know? And we were, you know, living in hotels and driving around a lot and being in the car and I was an only child and... I can vividly remember being in that back seat behind the passenger side and being able to look in the window and see myself and singing to the songs I liked. And this was one that was on all the time and I loved it and I would ask for it. Like it was even more magical, not like it is now when you can just go to online and find any song you want, which is still so wonderful to me Mm -hmm. that you could do that. But this was um, looking like... If you had it if you had the tape or if you had the cd and you had access you didn't have to wait for it to come on like like i'm in charge of this you know and i i used to ask for this a lot and um i always liked the song but it wasn't until i got to college and me and my friends were all hanging around and we were smoking weed and listening to records and um a friend had a great vinyl collection from her parents and and a, and a, a player that she got from target and she had the um, breakfast in america which i think this one is from mm-hmm. and so i'm like let's put this on listen to the whole thing and i was listening to it and the words finally like made sense to me and i i understand that from um uh, an analytical standpoint i believe the author is talking about maybe an experience with a boarding school which makes sense i haven't done enough research about it because i love the song so much i don't want to mm-hmm. ruin my interpretation of it mm-hmm. but i can connect with like That feeling you know and being little in the car and thinking that there is so much to the world you know and that there's so many possibilities but you get older and 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 you get hardened and you have those things you know kind of taken away from you and it's it's odd to think of that now because with the way I was brought up in my early years of my childhood like I'm glad that I'm not more hardened because Mm -hmm. of my circumstances and I feel like this song really has both of those themes that beauty and that youth and uh, there are times when all the world's asleep and questions run so deep for such a simple man just I feel more attached to that song the older I get oh it's cool Mm -hmm.
0: now you have your interpretation and the story behind your experience of the song and I think a lot of us share that I certainly do and then, then there is more information. Hearing that information, would, that, that, that wouldn't necessarily ruin. You, you <laughs> preserve right. your story because I preserve mine no matter what because like, the image I see in a particular song is always going to be mine and then I hear details. There's a lot of music docs on Netflix right now. Like cross yeah. the board I'm watching all of them I'm just hooked on them And I'm like I never knew that or, That's that word? I didn't know it Oh yeah But what is the nugget here? Because I Supertramp Is a big mm-hmm. part of my young life You know it, it, We had breakfast in America It was in our vinyl collection so Oh that's it's, cool like, What is the nugget? I'm curious
1: It actually has nothing to do With um, the, the meaning of the song Right But what, what I found That was super fascinating Was like at the very end Where he goes Did, And then there's that weird Like beep effect Yeah Do you know what that is? No There's like um In 1979 Tell had these handheld electronic football games. I had one. The producer. Head to head, it's
0: called. Head to head football. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And uh, a producer that was working next door wound up ripping that sound effect off, and so that's what you're hearing. Oh in the my song. gosh! That's, Isn't that crazy? That's pretty, amazing. Really cool. Yeah,
0: that's first digital game. Everybody mm-hmm. had head to head football. It was just little bleeps.
2: And it's such a specific sound. And like today, when I go to make music, I can tell my friend, like, hey, can you look this up and we can cut it from YouTube? Like any sound effect. But like back then, like you had to do it one take or get it one part right. Or um, uh, it's funny side story really quick. My husband actually, his father with a bunch of different groups and was a manager and, mm-hmm. and recorded a lot with um not himself but was there recording with Fleetwood Mac wow and he talks about I think it's is it is it gold dust woman or or I don't remember what song it is but they had to go and get um, glass to shake and break while they were there and then she, and then Stevie kept talking about this one sound on the piano she wanted so they went through where all the little pads are and they had to put nails into every single one to make it plunky the way that she wanted like wow. to, that's interesting the you, things you have to do behind the scenes like I never would have guessed that that was a game that makes sense. My my
0: elementary school music teacher, Mrs. Fury, at Fall Creek Elementary School, made us listen to "Yellow Submarine" so that we could hear all of the different like bells and different things, and we had to kind of come up with our own. I mean, that's. Is that still happening? Do you, do you just rip it off of an already recorded sound, or do people, like...
2: It makes it easier with the way that things are digital. Like, I don't have to think about going to make a sound effect, unless I personally want to make the sound effect, and like speaking to my work. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I, I mentioned earlier needing that so- that sound, we went and found the clip of the movie, took the part that he did it, in, and then my friend stretched it out and made it something.
0: I want to give a gift to any creative person listening to this show. This is a sound of a plastic box opening use it yes. any way you want i just want that
2: creative yes be brought back. yes so real, so lifelike I'm being i think they
0: still
1: make it i mean maybe not i think i think they do but i don't think it's like as experimental as like the beatles sergeant pepper you know what i mean yeah. i don't think it's like that anymore but they do in movies for sure oh
0: yeah foley sound
2: right to make all kinds of stuff, you got to hear footprints you so. got to
0: actually hear the door yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. And that was a door. Wasn't that great? You guys-
0: yeah, That was a, that a, door was a real door. Hey, you get out of here. here. Here's my escalator at the mall. Oh, nice. Escalator at the mall.
2: I thought I was there. I was transported. And there. now we're upstairs. Get me down. <laughs>
0: all right, here we go. Song number two. I feel it all around. I feel it in my home. I can't name it. It sounds so familiar.
2: Oh, it's uh, just another day by Oingo Boingo. Oingo
0: Boingo. Okay. Yeah. Oh Oh,
2: my gosh. If there is a, if on the list of musical geniuses that have walked this earth, I feel that for me, Danny Elfman is in the top five to 10, like, and I'm trying to be generous because there are so many creatives, but, uh, phenomenal phenomenal the and and his voice like god his voice is simultaneously like you feel what he is feeling which I feel like a lot of artists sometimes nowadays lack like they can sing and they sound good but I want to hear you actually experiencing that and it's that beautiful pain like It doesn't matter what song it is. I can fully admit this that it's such a his voice is a turn on. It's a total aphrodisiac. It's like shooting a bunch of oysters and eating Mm. a bunch of roses, or whatever you do, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) eating (laughs) (laughs) Uh, strawberries. Like it. um, See, my brain doesn't even work. Like, oh my gosh. And this, I discovered this song. My mom went to the uh, library for me when I was in high school, and. She knew I wanted to listen to Oingo Boingo. She's like, you can check out CDs. We can bring them home and we can put them on tapes for you or you can just listen to what you want. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, and I really wanted to start learning about Oingo Boingo because there were songs I liked as a child. We had one of the tapes. Um, and it has two other songs, really, really sad ones. One's called Mary and one's called uh, Can't See, it's Useless. And I remember asking for that when I was a kid too. So I wanted to learn more. And And when I heard this song... I was confused because as a young person, like I'm 14, 15, 16, I don't remember, I felt those like all those hormones raging and that like excitement at hearing his voice and being like so turned on, but not being able to do anything with that. And then also at the same time, like hearing this like story about you can be going through all this death and destruction, but tomorrow's going to come. It's just another day. Mm. Mm. You can Mm, go through that and just... There'll be another one tomorrow. What are you gonna do? Like, oh, it's like so, so powerful and painful. And, and mm, I, I love this song. You're
0: close to your mom. Yes, <laughs> she she knew you well enough, or your relationship was powerful enough that she's gonna go to the library and help you to get Oingo Boingo in the house. Yeah, and i just my head right now is like you're still in that car <laughs> with your your dad and your mom, and dad's got addiction issues, and you're hustling. I had some of those experiences. I think a lot of people have have had them. Um, and so, what was the music like in general? Was there always music playing in the house? And what yeah. were people listening to?
2: Um, the radio was for sure in those times in the car. The radio was always on, often at my demand. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember there was a tape my dad liked a lot, and it had different. It had um, it had a bunch of rap songs at the time, like um, really six minutes, six minutes, <laughs> six minutes. Dougie Fresh on, uh, uh, on, nice. on, 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 <laughs> and um, and uh, lots of. Um, um, oh, Def Leopard. Wow. And Whoa. um, oh gosh, there's another one that was like, I can see the cover of the the record, by I can't. It's one of those hair bands and Guns and Roses for sure. And then a lot of uh, uh, Coast, the easy listening. And so you'd get to Coast one hundred three point five. Yes, oh. my station. Yes. Wow. Wow. Always wow. on. Oh nice. my gosh, I. It's funny because when I was little, I would imagine that if my my grandmother on my dad's side, she's a very prim, proper woman, blonde hair, everything's perfect. But I imagine if she was on the radio, she would be Karen Sharp's voice. It's so weird. I don't oh, know. Wow. So I feel this closeness with Karen Sharp, She doesn't even know. I've never called in. But I'm like, oh, it's like listening to my grandma. But they don't even sound the same. It's just weird. Yeah, same But vibe. love songs. And like, my mom liking, oh, gosh, is it Lady by, uh, what's? Um, Kenny
0: Rogers? No. Um, let
2: me take a look at you now. Oh you're there on the dance floor making me watch you somehow who is that it's america is it america no i, could, Lady. I should call her but yeah. yeah that song and and she um oh a great story about my mom i'm six and there's a song on the radio i like it's by gloria stefan and i think it's called i see your smile and i remember telling her i'm like mom this song is so beautiful it makes me so sad and i love it and it's so pretty and sad like i've always liked the Pretty and sad, and I came home from school one time. She's like, "I got a present for you," and I'm uh, like, "What is it?" And she pulls out this tape recorder and she plays the song. She, <gasps> she waited on the, on the radio and recorded it off the radio for me for a tape, so I could listen to it and be like happy and crying as a little girl, like listening to the glory stuff. <laughs> like, oh my I, I God,
0: think that, that, that's a gift of young parents because yeah. you know yeah. it's like the, there's different things with my grandparents who are really like traditional. My normal parents' age should have oh, been, yeah. you know, because my, my parents were really young too, and that 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 level of understanding's pretty pretty special. Yes. And
2: yeah. always tell I wanted to ask her about all the concerts she went to. She got to go to so many awesome concerts. I was mad she got to go to Duran Duran, uh. she got to see Adam. Ants. she even when I was um, a little bit older went to Ozfest with a couple friends. What? I was so mad. And she's seen Oingo Boingo, too a bunch of times like I feel like they're my generation. So cool. Your parents
0: are my generation, I think. Yeah, so. my
2: mom was my mom graduated 88. 88, okay. And had me I was her graduation present. So (laughs) (laughs) bless her that's amazing what did she do what what was how did she put food on the table oh um you know we left that to my 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 dad and that was a lot of his his criminal activity she was Mm i i could best classify her as like stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. for yeah that's actually the best way of putting it and she would when we need when she needed to get jobs she would get jobs she i remember her working at golden spoon at the smith's grocery store and um there was something else that she did but like she was about me and she got sick of his shit and, and he had made too many broken promises. And she's like, I'm done. She moved. She started going to school, got her associate's degree, was working at different preschools and still to this day continues to work with children. She's, um, she's specifically an ABA therapist. So she works with children who have autism Mm. and develops these bonds with them and loves them no matter what. And not that that's an amazing feat because all children deserve love, Mm -hmm. but, I love hearing what she loves about them and, yeah. and how she works with them and is patient with them so they can learn to communicate. Cool.
1: Yeah. That's, what's your mom's name?
2: Terry. Hi, Terry. Terry.
1: Taking you to the library to get oingo boingo. That's yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> cool. All
1: right, here we go. Song number three. I wish I could
0: learn, but that joke isn't
2: it's like every middle schooler needs to know that song that's when I got into the Smiths was middle school. Really? <laughs> yes, there was this substitute teacher that worked at the school. Like He was an on-site sub, and he was actually really gruff, and I didn't think he liked me. And we started talking about music, and I said, oh, there's this song I used to like as a kid. Uh, it's uh, That one, like, I am the sun mm-hmm. and the air. He's like, oh, How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to bring you a CD. Nice. I think you'll like this. And he brought me Meat Is Murder, and... It's it was it's one of those times in your life, like for me, like when you hear something and you feel your brain changing because of it. And it was, again, <sighs> that feeling of like, I get to have this song like, oh, the song I've always heard on the radio and loved. But then what? There's like 10 other ones that are just as amazing. And this one in particular definitely stood out. So, I got this going into like high school. He gave me to the end of eighth grade. In fact, I took it home, and that same s- sound system where we would tape stuff, I made a tape of it and brought him back the CD. And he was like, No, you can keep it. And I was like, Wow. What? <laughs> like, I developed like an instant crush on him. It didn't matter what he looked like. I was like, Oh my God. Like, Mr. Marcinko, what are you doing? Mr. <laughs> uh,
0: Marcinko, that's a and, great name. And uh,
2: <laughs> I just, that was my jam. And I was also really, you know, in in asserting my independence in this next phase of like entering high school, I really wanted people to know like how cool my music was. Like mm. I don't care what you guys are listening to. Yeah. I'm back in the '80s. This is Duran Duran, David Bowie, Oingo Boingo. Uh, now we're adding The Smiths. Like I was into it, and I loved this song so much that my first real kiss with my first high school boyfriend, I put this on and repeat. and it's weird because the song again it's that it makes it to this day it it still makes me feel that beautiful illness that i feel kind of sick when i hear it and i want to cry but it's also just it it still massages my that i hear it and i'm taken back to like that room and like like that kissing and it was very innocent but still very like illicit because it was that first time to like you know make out with a boy and and um there was a lot of drama with this guy like years later you know we were still friends for a long time but he always wanted to be with me and i'll i'll be honest that i wasn't fair to him that i expected him to change to become something i wanted and like maybe later i could be with him you know and that's not cool to do to people but we were adults and he he put this song on and i was like oh my god like you you remember you remember (laughs) you remember this he's like i was like Oh my goodness! So. People
0: remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's why the bullying thing and the, the, those kinds of lessons are so vitally important because people remember. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, they don't forget. And the way you describe that sick feeling, but at the same like that, I've never quite heard it described. I've never heard it described that way, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, when you hear a particular piece of music, and it just it it, it it's it's a it's a sick, but it's also like it's not a bad thing necessarily no. it's just like it's a deep feel yeah, yeah it kind well. of
2: feels like like velvet being wrung out mm. like yeah ooh, ooh.
1: now you had you mentioned that going into high school it was important for you to like have people know how cool your music was right yes <laughs> so like I feel like a lot of people come in here and they talk about their quote-unquote older brother who introduces them to music did you have someone like that or were you that to so many people
2: um you know what I I would say that because of my mom's youth and the nature of our relationship she was also my older sister and my best friend yeah and I really like Wanted to be like her. I thought the girl, like we, I watched those movies growing up, all those, like the Breakfast Club and and the Lost Boys. And like that was, I was like, I was born in the wrong time. I should have been a teenager in the 80s. And like she was that older sister for me. And my peers did not totally share my taste in music and they have like I will say that like my closest friends they all they all had their own niche of what they were really into and maybe if I hadn't been so into mine I could have like because I've discovered things later like oh you were listening to back that then that was really cool you know for example uh, anything that um, stands out I have a, a, my one of my best friends Haley from high school and we're still very close I totally love her she was really into tones and Incubus oh nice mm-hmm. yeah okay. and again that same that beautiful t- agony like she talks mm-hmm. about that but we didn't always share that, that music I don't like I didn't have a home computer where you could rip CDs right away. That was still turning. And Smith's was my
0: time for music, <laughs> and I totally missed them, you know. And, oh. and every time I'm kind of introduced to them, it is in this kind of a format or a friend. I, I catch a, a glimpse. What's the nugget you had on the Smith's?
1: This one was actually really hard to find stuff on because it's such a B-side track. Oh. But they were named—this was fascinating. The group was actually named by British magazine— NME M.E. is the most influential artist ever, even over the Beatles, mm. which I was found fascinating. They were only together for five years, of course, put out four albums, never had a number one hit in their home country. The closest they ever came to having a number one hit in the U.K. was when Mark Ronson, who you might remember from Uptown Funk,
2: yeah.
1: scored a cover of Stop Me If You Think You've Heard This One Before. Wow. Back in really? like two thousand six, yeah.
0: So, see, so a lot of people missed it even mm-hmm. in their home country. Yeah. Like you you've gotta be really, I think, tuned in, no pun intended, to yeah. catch the Smiths. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I just wasn't. I
0: was A yeah. C D C Van Halen.
2: Oh you yeah. Know, that
0: that headbanger.
2: Yeah. 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 My mom didn't I remember her talking to me about it. She's like, yeah, the Smiths are like, I didn't totally listen to them, and I, I was playing this on the CD on repeat. I know she got sick of it.
1: Mm. <laughs> Whatever. We yeah. all had that as a teenager, yes. right? Well, mm. Do you remember what yours was, David?
0: The biggest um, repeater when I was in like middle school mm-hmm. was um, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. Oh, wow. I oh. believe in miracles. Boom. Oh, where you from? Are you, you sexy, sexy things? Thing? And my sexy stepmother, thing. Janet, came in one time and did that sort of... Uh, mime turned down the music where you sort of put your thumb and your pointer finger and you, and you move it rapidly. She'd come in and put it down. And finally <laughs> she she threatened me to take it away because it was too sexual. <laughs> 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 that's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was listening to Partridge Family and the soundtrack to
2: Annie at oh, the so, <laughs> my, oh my stepmother. <laughs> she, I love her. She's like, this is a little too spicy for yeah. you.
1: That's hilarious. Mine was um, Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. Iris, I don't remember if you remember Dizzy Up the Girl that yep. album mm-hmm. and either that or a lot of more set Jaggy Little Pill. Oh, mm. yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I they call My me Hol-
0: they call me Hollywood's secret weapon because I have these weird little incarnations of like experiences and I was at her house for a party. Stop it. I swear to god, I mm-hmm. ended up one night at her house. It was it's on Sunset Boulevard or at least it was in the time mm-hmm. and just one of those just cuz you get close into the the beach. I remember it was like Wow I'm in Alanis Morris That's how I heard
1: she's really sweet Super sweet yeah. You know
0: and just With cool people That I happen to know And be affiliated with And I just I'll never forget that It was like a weird Sort of like I'm starstruck easily Oh, Yeah yeah <laughs> I got to yeah. see her in real life In her real house Like serving real things To people
2: Being just, a real human Being a human being Yeah <laughs> being and, the, and,
0: and that's the, the, her, her work is so powerful yeah. And the, so, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah It's really cool
1: Although there was an article That came out Maybe two three weeks ago <clears throat> About how the album Doesn't hold up, and it was garbage I then, read and that. it's garbage now.
0: Thank Ooh. you. I was,
1: yeah, I didn't like that at all. No. I was like, no, it's still,
2: it's not as hard as we thought <laughs> yeah. it was, but like, well, the author's I think, like trying to make fun of herself for liking it to like sound cool now. It's like, no. Yeah. What there, you liked, there was the you Renaissance,
0: liked. there was the Dark Ages. I think we're living in the like jerk ages.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this the A jerk bit. ages? <laughs> yeah, it's cool to like hate things you like just for no purpose whatsoever. Yes. Like,
0: I need to say this. Yeah <laughs>
1: But I'm a viral sensation now <laughs> Hair flip neck.
0: During the jerk <laughs> Period
1: anyway? Here go, Song number four I don't believe that
0: anybody
1: Feels
2: the way I do About you now so good so good that's why i don't understand there's like a you know a a meme or joke online it's like you know they'll put together anyway here's wonderwall like it's no like this i love this song but i okay i'm very personally attached to this song because they used to sing this around the campfire at the camp i went to and a huge part of my life is this camp program i went to i went to for 17 years.
0: 17 years, wow. same camp? Yeah. Wow. I
2: started as a child. I was about 10. I worked my way up through the program Was a counselor in training. I was a, one of the top counselors there. Oh. Um, this this place is magical. It's, it's a campground called Camp Whittle in Big Bear. And any YMCA branch can use it. And so I went in particular with the San Pedro Peninsula YMCA and I lived in San Pedro this was right after my mom left my dad and she was like we're gonna get our lives together and I was only there for a short time and San Pedro is a, is a unique little beach town it's I love it's, it I love it, yeah, I mean, I I love it. and um, the time I spent there was not easy but camp was vital to my development as a person absolutely Mm -hmm. and the values that they taught like our branch in particular like uh, shout out to san pedro and peninsula ymca they care about these kids becoming good humans you're not just there to shoot a bow and arrow Mm -hmm. and eat some hot dogs and run around and go to sleep like it's about the character development and you get to do fun activities, and we would always have campfire at night, and that's where like they would have skits and songs, and it was just my I was going to conquer it. I was going to be <laughs> yeah. up there doing every song, every skit, and I manifested that shit, and I sure did. Nice. Oh my gosh! And one thing that they they would sing uh, Wonderwall around guitar, like I heard it more at camp than I did even on the radio. And as I got older, I would sing along with it, and I did this this kind of like light harmony with it that caught on and people would start to sing it that way too and it made me feel really good because I didn't always think I was the greatest singer I got told I wasn't the greatest singer even though I did musicals all the time I got told I wasn't the greatest singer and part of it was because I had a big deviated septum and a broken nose and oh, no. I sound a lot different than I did and I can breathe now and I couldn't always hear myself so I, yeah I'd hit some bad notes but I felt good seeing as a camp and one year one of my you know good friends um came up to me and was like, Oh, I really, I really like how you sing that song. It sounds really good. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't think you know how much that means to me. Cause I love singing. Like, thank you so much. And this person, you know, um, was always one of my good friends there. Um, uh, good friends with another girl who we ended up dating for a while. And not that I ever had feelings for him beforehand. Funny story is, I'd had a dream about him one time and I was going to tell him, like, oh, I had this dream where we made out. And <laughs> that's when his girlfriend, who was one of my good friends, was like, oh, we just started dating. I was like, oh, hands off. Just kidding. I just, just dreamed. Done. Um, so they end up breaking up and a year later like he and I are getting closer and it's this person that I've always really highly respected at camp and I was close with his siblings too and he had been a part of the program for a long time and that person is my husband Channel. Oh! oh my god <laughs> and, and I I, we commented on this after we first started dating like this came on in the car and I was like do you remember coming up and telling me like about how you thought I sounded wow. good I want you to know that changed my life. It really gave me this confidence as a singer and I, I needed that. And he was like, Oh my gosh, do you know how hard it was for me to come oh, up and oh tell you that? Lordy, and he's like, Lordy, like, what? Lordy. He goes, Yes, I was so nervous. You're like a celebrity at camp. I like I had to get up all this courage to go and <laughs> be like, Oh, I'm just gonna think you're dumb. And I'm like, No way. And and that's that was way before we even started dating. Like How old? Uh he oh gosh. We've known each other since since I was about eleven and he was about ten. Good, oh gravy. I think he made that's this comment to me when I was maybe five, I was sixteen-ish, seventeen-ish, mm. and then we didn't start dating or anything until okay, we've been together six years, twi- early twenties. Nice. Wow. That's so, amazing. and it's like uh, as much as I am a realist, I do believe in magic and connection, and and the energy you put out's what you get. And I always wanted. I thought it would be great to end up with somebody who goes to the camp I go to because I know they have the same values. But I had no idea that, that it would huh. be him. And we danced to this our first dance, and and it, that's another like brain. Change. I felt my brain changing. Like I just am crying. Your, at your wedding? This yeah, we your... danced to this, and, and and it was our first dance. And I was like, I had no idea that this once on would change my whole life.
0: And isn't it amazing? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it's so how good. it <laughs> That's how it happens. That, that just I it's love hard to that. explain. Did, did, Wow. Do you, are you still affiliated with Camp Whittle?
2: You know, we stopped going. Um, I always knew there would be an end point to going. Mm-hmm. And for me specifically, it was about knowing that, like, I achieved a lot at that camp, but I couldn't keep giving my all to camp. And I told them, in, um, we do a dedication every year at the end of the um the week all the children all the adults everybody gets to either um depending on if it's winter or summer dedicate a pine cone or a bead and you get to stay up there and and, and make a speech about your week and hopefully keep it short but you know <sighs> i got to talk as much as i wanted mm-hmm. and i told i i had this heartfelt speech about like i can't just be camp cool i need to reach the world and i need mm-hmm. to be world cool and like i feel like tinkerbell if you guys stop clapping i'll die and they all started clapping i <laughs> 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 Oh, thank you! And so I had to kind of graduate. And as much as there's a, a soft spot in my heart for camp and everything, and you know, they, they do need to make some changes on how they run things. And it's because of volunteers. Like it's hard to work with kids and not get close to them. And there's a lot of rules about that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like much respect, I love it. But I gotta, I gotta do what I did there in the world.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Achieve world domination is what we're there. You go. For boss here. lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: So there's no stories of, like, this one time at camp?
2: Um, you know what? No. I think he's sitting here I... next to her right <laughs> yeah. now. No. I think, well, okay, we were adults, but I was like, oh, my, we were on, the like, we both were on like the night watch or whatever, which you do, like you take turns like patrolling and making sure all the kids are safe. And if they need to go to the bathroom, like you could take them. And the rest of the counselors would get to hang out in the mess hall and like have snacks from like ten to twelve and soda and talk about their week. And mm, I was like soda. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have never ever gotten ever have any kiss at camp ever. And he was like, Okay. So we like went by in the camp. was like, Okay, good, go good, I uh. gotta go by <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go watch the kids. Like, <laughs> camp's very important. So no she- honestly Focus. no shenanigans Like I respect yeah. it too much But it, he did give me One moonlight kiss So good job Sweet
1: I love that <laughs>
2: Oh naughty <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm never gonna hear That song the same Ever again <laughs> Just so you know That's so great Alright Ellie. Here is your song Number five Take a moment To think of just Flexibility Love and trust Take a moment To think of just
0: I love hearing the lyrics. I love it's a brand new song for me. That's so nice.
2: Oh yeah, that's um that's called just a thought, and it's actually from this cartoon called Steven Universe. And I cannot say enough positive things about this particular show. I think it is exactly what children need to watch right now, um, and. That's actually Estelle who sings um American Boy. Yes, yeah, that's her. And then the another character is um AJ Mashaka who's on um she's on Schooled right now. She's playing the like the female lead on Schooled and she was also on the Goldbergs and um both beautiful singers, but this, this cartoon is about this little boy, um, this like described as like everybody's little brother. And he's got this unique, you know, family story in that his mom uh was this particular alien from they're 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 the the, the, the crystal gems and in her home planet like all these different gems had to adhere to these certain standards and they couldn't be who they wanted and she was like i can't do this anymore i'm going to earth and i'm going to fight for individuality and it's a great metaphor specifically for i think you know feeling different and for the lgbtqi community and and they're short episodes But in particular, they'll have like songs that accompany them that are very simple and sweet and just so moving. And this one in particular really resonates with me because it's all about meditation. It's about things are going to happen to you that make you feel bad, but you're not going to avoid thinking about them because it's just a thought. And the way that they communicate that they're just thoughts is when they're in the mindscape of of meditating, the thoughts come by just like butterflies, and they show up and they might show you something that makes you feel uncomfortable, but it's okay to think about those things because there's no way to get through them if you don't acknowledge them. And when I started watching this cartoon and getting into it and when this particular episode came on, it really I needed it because I struggle with anxiety and depression. And I've had it my whole life and didn't know. And it makes sense now, like, getting to talk to my therapist and uncovering things and knowing that I had a tumultuous childhood. Like, it makes sense but it's hard not to criticize yourself for having these thoughts and, and feeling like you don't want to be anymore or feeling so stressed out about something that's really simple to other people. And it's it's really easy to be really critical. But this song, I can put it on anytime I'm starting to feel a certain way and I immediately feel that relaxation and I go, it is just a thought. And then it makes me able to communicate that to other people who are going through what I'm going through. And I, and I, I love this song. I love, love this song. it it,
0: it grabbed me right away now it's Steven Universe yeah I gotta check it out
2: yes it's a wonderful wonderful show my friend actually got me into it because he did his one of his uh, grad school papers on an episode and he's like I gotta show you this and my, my good friend David is about to get married I met him at camp too we're like best friends all three of us like it's so cool and he got me into this and um uh we really talked about how much like, oh my gosh, like the symbolism and everything and what it does for kids. Like, and he's, I always look to him for inspiration, especially on music. Like speaking of mixtapes, he used to make mixed CDs all the time. And there's certain CDs that like, I know the name of what it was called. Like one was called it season gray. I know what I was doing and the time I was at. And I'm really grateful that he showed me this. Cause this song changed my life.
1: Beautiful. Estelle is so important to me because I was heading to the Midwest after I had just given birth to my daughter, who I placed for adoption. And I was about to work for this station called Q96. And my soon-to-be boss was uh, an adopted child. And so that's how we connected and bonded and loved my demo. And I was like, cool, I'm going to kind of run away to the Midwest for a little bit. And I'm going to feel accepted by you know, the one person like that's going to pay me to do the only thing that I thought I knew how to do at the time. I was 25 years old. And uh and the whole drive out there I just bought a car off Craigslist for $800 and I was in this car by myself and I was like I need to know what pop music is cuz had only worked in the country format. I didn't know. And I just remember hearing American Boy and Estelle and I was like she's the shit. Yeah. I was like I hope this woman becomes super famous and like super radio popular and I was like I'm going to hook onto her. Because and follow her career. And I'm so sad to say that she only had the one radio hit that I'm aware of. But it was so refreshing to see her pop up on this show and do a little bit of research because I absolutely adore her voice. I think she has the potential to be so much greater than what Radio Airplay is letting her be. Oh, yeah. And I just remember that like three day drive all the way across the country into Champaign, Illinois, thinking like, yep, this is this is this is me now like Estelle you know I'm on that was my gateway into like pop music.
2: Oh yeah, that song was a big hit at the camp dance that year and like I can think of the summer mm-hmm. that I spent hearing that song and seeing her come up on the show. She voices the, the one of the most important characters she's garnet which is a fusion of a ruby gem and a sapphire gem and it's an example of what it's like to be in a positive partnership Mm -hmm. and they chose to live as one and and she did her voice has this beautiful like Mm -hmm. light but commanding husky quality Mm -hmm. that is perfect for this character and and so i'd highly if you want more estelle you watch steven universe yeah i'm so
1: excited when that came up i was like hell yeah yeah (laughs) nice good choice Wow, I can't believe we're done the five already. That seemed like it went too fast. Before we let you go, we have a few features that we like to play. I'm yes. going to let David take over now with a game we like to call Band Name or Bar Name. Well,
0: thank you very much, Maggie. And uh, wow, Boss Lady, what a what a pleasure it was to hear your music. And now we'd like to invite you into the game show portion.
2: Yes, here we of go.
0: Of <laughs> Y-Tune Shuffle. This is a game that originated back in New York City in the early 90s. And it's called, is it a band name? Or is it a bar name?
2: Okay.
1: We
0: travel all over the world looking for interesting places to go and find out who's the local band, where's the local watering hole, what are their names, and how do we differentiate the two. (laughs) This week we went, thanks to our last guest, to San Diego, California, not too far away from our studios presently. And I spent about uh, all weekend for an hour uh, researching bars (laughs) and bands uh, in San Diego, and I've come up with two, one of each. And your job now, boss lady, is to tell me which one is the band and which one is the bar. You'll be working with Maggie, or opposing, actually. You might even challenge (laughs) each other for this. (laughs) Here we go. In San Diego, California, we're all hanging out, and I want to say to you folks, hey, let's go out and and hear some music. I suggest we go hear Noble Experiment because what they're putting out now is incredible. I mean, it is fusion beyond Asian. I don't know what that means. Uh, And we're gonna go. We're gonna go listen to them at Liquid Blue because I mean that the drink specials at Liquid Blue are are amazing. I mean it's a bar bar. I could just as easily say, do you want to go hear Liquid Blue? They're playing at Noble Experiment. Yeah, it's gonna be a great night, and uh, (laughs) you decide for me. Are we gonna listen to Noble Blue at Liquid
2: Experiment? Liquid Experiment.
0: (laughs) Are we gonna listen to Liquid Blue at Noble Noble Experiment? Um, which is the bar name which is the band name I'll give it to you one more time and then you'll have ten seconds to decide oh my god Noble Experiment is that the band name or the bar name Liquid Blue is that the band name or the bar name
2: I'm gonna say Liquid Blue is the bar and Noble Experiment is the band I was gonna 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 go the other way I thought Noble Experiment was like all the Nobel Peace Prize winners oh I could see that I could also see it being like, uh, like you want to go to Noble Experiment, like it's really cool. But Liquid Blue, like I think drinks. Yeah. In San Diego, they like to party the gaslight, so I think that's it. Okay, well,
0: (laughs) here's your answer. Located at seven 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 G Street, San Diego, Mm -hmm. California, is. Noble experiment. Ah. This cloak and dagger scene has the feel of an East Village speakeasy and is perfect for a romantic date. They've got crafted beers and crafted drinks, and the bartenders take their time to make each drink perfectly exquisite for your libation Pleasure. Call them at 619-888-4713 because you're going to need a reservation. This place is hot. I didn't know this about San Diego, but San Diego houses and uh, has within its uh, boundaries uh, a band called Liquid Blue. They are a party cover band. Mm. Now, hold it. It gets better than that. This party cover band holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's most traveled band. What? Liquid Blue, yeah. And uh, they sell out all over the world. No They way. do covers. They put ba- uh, the albums together. But that's all they are. And they do such a unique and wonderful job. I want to take my lady friend and the woman I call Wifey uh, <laughs> to see these guys. Because it sounds yeah. like and I've yeah. got a niece now living in San Diego. So I was really stoked about this band name or bar name. Oh, wow. That's really great. That's, that's super sweet. cool. Yeah. Thank you very much for playing. Your, your work is not done, however. Oh, yeah. Here we go. You have to take us somewhere in the world for next week's Y-Tune Shuffle so that I can research and find a band name and a bar name to stump another guest.
2: Boston. Okay.
0: Buttum bump, bump bump ba-dum. love that dirty water. Uh, Boston, what made you, what my did you home. think of that? I'm of actually
2: going to um, I'm going to be in the Women in Comedy Festival in yes. Boston, May 3rd through through fifth. It's the tenth annual, sponsored by HBO. I'm performing at two different venues, and I will be um, hosting a show, I think, too. So I'm really excited, and I've never been. That's where That's I got amazing. my comedy start. Oh, cool! Catch a
0: rising star at Harvard oh, Square. Cool. Yeah, Nick's Comedy Stop, The Comedy Connection. Do you know the venues you're going to be playing? Um,
2: now? I, I, um. I do. I can look it up really quick. Um, I uh, well, we can we can put that on it. Yeah, the we, show. yeah, but I don't remember. It's
0: a big festival, right? Yeah, and oh. they do them
2: all kinds of different venues around, and, and everything's within like a fifteen minute like. Drive. Have you been
0: to Boston before? No.
2: Oh, I that's, want to hear all about it. That's when you part get of by. why I was like, oh, do this one so I can know where to go. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: to Boston. That's so oh, great. wow, that's you're gonna love it. I guarantee you're gonna love that. Oh, cool. Cool. Thanks.
2: Thinking yeah. very hard, Moss Lady.
1: We would love to hear the story of your very first
2: concert. Oh, it was. I was eleven. It was Wango Tango. Wow.
1: Kiss FM. Wango yes, Tango. Yes. Wow.
2: Definitely. Who played? Uh, um. Well, I was just reminiscing with this about my mom with this morning. I don't remember a lot of it except <laughs> for Cisco. Okay. And I also remember them telling us that like you, the way that it was advertised, like it sounded like InSync was going to play, but InSync was just kind of like the hosts. And Aww. they would kind of introduce people. And then they did one song at the end. And I remember, like, because you're there to see sync as an 11-year-old. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, but <laughs> but as, as far as my first concert experience, like, I had been dying to go to concerts. My mom, like I said, had told me about all the great concerts she went to. And I'm like, Just take me to one. And um, she was taking a special test to work at the DMV that day. And it ran late. And so she would lie to me. She made it sound like we were going to go take pictures that day. But I was like, it's the same day as Wingo Tango. Like, there's no way I'm not going like i really hope this is a lie and it was and so ah. we, were li- late. we got there and it was so much fun and we ran into a friend that i that used to go to the camp with me who i hadn't seen in years wow and it was so like it was magical it was so cool so that was my first concert wingo tango wingo that's so tango. cute
1: what about the last show you were at last concert you went to
2: okay i don't totally remember i go to quite a few shows but i feel like it was um because now that I'm an adult, I want to go to as many concerts of people I want to see as mm-hmm. much as possible. Uh you I got to catch we... up to your mom. Yes. <laughs> um, I took her to see Def Leppard for Jack's 10th show one year. And so wow. I win a lot of daughter points. But I think the last <laughs> concert we went to was uh, Channing and I went to the uh, powerhouse for Power 106. I really wanted to see N.E.R.D. live. And it was cool to see the other acts, too. It was a great environment. But they, they put on a great show. I, it was wonderful. And it was a bunch of different rap artists and didn't oh gosh, who came out? Lil John came out for a little what? bit. What? Okay. It was just like tight. It was so good. There's
0: a little crumb that happened earlier in the show and I just can't get it out of my mind. And real quick, if you had to think on the spot, you had mentioned that you and your stepdad took a writing class together. Yeah. What kind of a concert would you take your stepdad to? Because I think step people are great.
2: Oh my gosh. Um oh my gosh. I don't, you know what? He act, like we've gone to an event. He specifically sought me out because he found a Groupon for um, um. Why am I blanking on her name? She's Amy Schumer. Amy yeah. Schumer. Oh, and he was oh. like, I really want to take you to this. I, I I I like her a lot, I know you're into comedy. I was like, absolutely. He's like, you can bring a friend too. Like like we were high schoolers, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring Haley. And this was just like a couple years ago. And we all went to the forum and saw Amy Schumer. It was wonderful. Yeah, because yeah, so you mentioned cool. you took this
0: class to your step parent. Yeah, I I, th- I thought he just deserved a shout out. He yeah
2: all the shout outs because like that like a father is a person who cares about your well-being is invested in you and cares mm-hmm. about your your mom or whoever his partner is you know and it, for all intents and purposes like that's my dad Yeah. yeah. so I love him he's great cool Martin, deal. You're great.
0: cool deal
1: that's so sweet <laughs> before we let you go this is time the show where you get to shamelessly self promote how do we find you online and oh, how yes. do we keep up with everything that you're
2: doing I um I I'm Rebuilding my website now But you can always find me for sure On YouTube and Instagram You're gonna type in Boss Lady Lives You could think Boss Lady Lives In your heart You could think Boss Lady Lives In Los Angeles You could think Boss Lady Lives At Target Like whatever you need to get it in your head So Instagram is good My YouTube is good I have an album on iTunes and Spotify It is called Champagne Pussy Yes, it is called Champagne Pussy uh, There's a the title track um, Like all the songs are fire. It's a great album. It's fun. It's 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 good to cruise to, it's good to dance to, it's good to think. We got some, you know, cuss words, but because I'm a grown-up. But my next album is coming out soon. I'm getting that together. But yeah, you're gonna look up Boss Lady Lives. And, and remember
0: the two S's are those money signs. Yes, and Boss yes, Lady yes. Lives. Money, money. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and if it, um yeah, dollar signs. Or if yeah. you do type in though, um the regular one too, it'll show up. But Boss Lady cool, Champagne cool.
0: Pussy. Love it, love it, love it.
1: Thank you for your energy and your time and your passion. Ali, you've been amazing. David Earl Waterman, thank you for being the best co host ever. I'm I love Maggie you so much, And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and share at Y-Tune Shuffle on all the platforms. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Woo. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Y-Tune Shuffle.